Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, the cat with the red eyes. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. Hey, if you have a real ghost story, you can share it with us. You can call it in if you want, 855-853-4802. You can also write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You can become a premium subscriber if you wanted to be. You get advanced episodes, access to the archive, commercial-free content. You can sign up today on Apple Podcasts. Try it three days free. You can also sign up on patreon.com slash realghoststories or at ghostpodcast.com. And Kathy Gordon, as you well know, because you know them both, I have two cats. And if ever one of them looked at me with red eyes, I think I would shit my pants. I know, just but I was just thinking when you said that intro coming in, the cat with the red eyes, I thought, boy, if we open this up to possessed cats, we're going to have all sorts of people calling in because <laughs> cats can do nutty things. Oh, you know. my God. Just the demon sounds they can make. Sometimes oh, my gosh. Like- demon sounds. They show up in weird places. They, you know, all of a sudden jump on you when you least expect yeah. them. You know, because years cats ago, are I had crazy. my cat Bob, and Bob died when he was 20. And probably about when he was 17, I don't remember the first night I heard it, but I just remember it scaring the shit out of me because it sounded like a demon, like a really loud demon. I was like, like, I'm like in the middle of the night, what is it? Because I'd never even heard him make that noise. And he just did that. Oh, um, before we talk about this story real quick. So you know the theater that I write for and I bartend at? Sure. And we were just talking about a story where the girl in the, in an episode, a couple episodes back, she um, was vacuuming and it's Christmas time and a de- decoration came off of what's like a table height railing. So it's three tiers and there's a railing between each tier. And that one of the decorations came off and it shot outwards at her. And so last night I was there and I'm bartending. It's busy. It's Christmas season. They're shorthanded, so I'm helping out. And I turned around for whatever reason. There's a room behind the bar where they do desserts and prep stuff. And I turned around, and this 
You know, like one of those tumbler mugs that keep your drinks hot or cold. Mm-hmm. There was a really big one of those. And it looked like somebody had just thrown it in from, there's a door right there. And it looks like like a really high throw. Like it came from the top of the doorway and hit the ground. And I stepped back there and there was only one girl, Emily, who'd had the ornament thrown at her. She was back there. And I'm like, what was that? Like, where did that mug come from? And I think it had been on a shelf above the doorway with other things and everything else stayed up there, but that one mug. And nobody's even walking in and out of the door. It's not like a door slammed right then or anything like that. Everything else stayed in that mug, just like it didn't fall straight down. It was like a toss, like it had been thrown. And I saw it with my own eyes. And I'm like, do you, do you think somebody's that? trying to get Emily's attention? Emily's and mine, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, don't know. I know I tease, but like, you have, you guys have odd projectile. Yeah, it's like, and, it, and that things. wasn't even being thrown at anybody. You know, in the same area, I've had box fall on my head one night. Same thing. It just randomly falls off a shelf. And it's not like the shelves are leaning or anything. They are perfectly fine, flat shelves. It wasn't so, like they were stacked too high with stuff on the box no, that no. weighted it weird. No, and luckily for me, there was a random box up there that had very little in it, which I don't know why it was up there because I'm like... A box with something in it landing on your head could really hurt. Yeah. But so it was weird because it looked like it had kind of thrown, thrown in, was thrown into the room. And I'm like, why would somebody do that? She's like, oh, no, it fell off that. And I don't even know what it was doing up there anyway, because it looks like a mug someone would want to fill up with their favorite beverage. So I don't know. I don't know why all this stuff just keeps happening lately. Well, and it, it's just weird because it's the same kind of weird tossing, throwing, projecting. Yeah. Because like... That that mug that fell off a while back um, when you were bartending. And it hit the, the beer cooler, which was probably a good, I don't know, four feet, I would say. Because, you know, it's a bar, yeah. so it's... You know, there's got to be space between the bar sinks and the beer cooler. So, I don't know, maybe four feet, five feet. But well, but then this week when a mug did fall off, which I think probably just wasn't balanced correctly and just legit fell off, it fell off the way one would suspect, and it did not break. And it that didn't one, break on top when of it, it hit the beer cooler, it shattered. So when that one fell off the other day, I'm like, look, did anybody see that? That's how it should happen. <laughs> this <laughs> look at is that. how that a, is... a coffee mug should drop. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm like walking in the theater these days looking out for flying shit. You kind of duck, like, you know, like. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you know, we have an agreement. Like, I'm a kind person. Why, why are you yeah. doing this? Yeah. And everybody else there is kind. Else I would say, pick on Joe. Joe's a bit yeah. of a dick. But there's <laughs> nobody like that there. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. So here is our first story. It says, okay. on the way to an ultra race in the mountains, I'm going to guess that's one of those kind of triathlon th- sort of things, or one where they run a really long ways. Um, Nothing I could compete in. 
says we stopped at a house in a nearby town we wished to live in. My husband explained it was up for auction and asked what I thought. We would not get to see the inside before purchasing. The outside was really charming. The neighborhood was perfect and it was in a very well sought out area. I told my husband, yes, but someone died in it. My husband rolled his eyes and said, fine, on Monday I will go to the auction. I knew, I didn't know how, but I knew it was going to be our house. Several days later, we had the deed in our hands and the locksmith opened the front door for us and had a shocked look on his face. He had come from the back door as it was easier to get that lock open. He said, don't let the kids in. The house was trashed. Food rotting on the stove, a creepy cat room upstairs, and then in parentheses, I've always been scared of cats. Random beds that have been slept in, a previous owner's ashes on the mantle. Now, I don't know if that's like cremation ashes or if that's cigarette ashes, but I'm going to, it makes me think cremation ashes. It sound, that's what my initial thought was too. Gun shells were everywhere as if someone had randomly loaded and unloaded guns, empty beer cans everywhere. The master bedroom looked like someone had been murdered. A giant brown blood spot soaked the mattress and the carpet had been torn and tossed in a pile where it looked like a body had been. The locksmith continued to work on all the doors as we took turns watching the kids outside and going in. The locksmith told me that he heard kids on their bikes saying someone bought the haunted house. That always makes oh. you feel good. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll, that'll put your kids' minds at ease. <laughs> we when got they, the haunted house, Mom. The neighbors are already calling it the haunted house. We gutted the whole house and had to go through the previous owner's entire lives. According to the neighbors, the wife passed away and then her spouse kind of lost it that whole next year. He had passed and was in the house for a total of three months before the cops found him after the neighbors realized they hadn't seen him and called for a welfare check. No one in my neighborhood will tell me how he passed, but he wasn't that old. Based off things I found while working in the home, I'm guessing suicide. I left the cat room for my husband to clean. He later told me they had a shrine with cat ashes that he had tossed out. My four-year-old and two-year-old know none of this, nor have we discussed it in front of them. The old master bedroom is now their playroom, and the yucky cat room is now my master. I've been sensitive my entire life. I've never had anything happen to me while living here. I've been over here at 4 a.m. by myself many times working and never been spooked or sensed anything. Last week, my kids were riding little cars around the first floor, and my two-year-old was passing the steps that lead upstairs to our bedrooms and was incontrollable, screaming and crying and pointing at the stairs, saying he'd seen a scary cat. My four-year-old comes running up to his brother and calmly asks if the cat has red eyes. My two-year-old nods, yes. My four-year-old explains it's not a real cat, it's evil, and it's trying to scare them. My four-year-old walked to the bottom of the steps and pointed and yelled, In the name of Jesus, leave our house now. This, all, this stopped all the hysteria, but it keeps happening. They both tell me there is a black, nasty cat that crawls on the walls and ceiling. That's the end of the story. That crawls on the walls yes. and the ceiling. Yes. 
You know what I think is really interesting about this story is how their four-year-old, now maybe the four-year-old, how did the four-year-old even learn to say, in the name of Jesus, leave our house now? Well, I don't know. That's That's what I thought of, too. That seemed to be an odd thing right there. That would almost creep me out more than the the cat with red eyes, to be honest. It's like, okay, you guys are seeing a scary cat, but Bobby, where did you learn that? Yeah. I just think that's creepy. For a four-year-old? Yeah. Hmm. And I don't... What do you do about a cat? Like, we've talked about talking in to spirits and seeing if you can, you know, come to a, some sort of consensus with a spirit and say, you know... I know you lived here at one point, but da 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 da, you know, and try to kind of do. You can't reason with a cat. I don't know. Maybe you could put snacks just closer and closer and closer to the door, like tuna. Maybe. And then tuna. eventually get it out of the house with tuna. I don't know. It's an idea. Or maybe like you could get a hold of the guy or the woman that lived there and say, you know, Bob, I oh, don't want to bother dead. you. I the know that. But dead. could you do something with the cat? Yeah. Apparently the cat was important to you guys. There was a shrine. And could you take your cat with you? You know, you know hate, what's to, in- hate to disturb you. But-, but I think what's interesting is that the wife, the woman who wrote this story is sensitive and has been her whole life and said, I've never had anything happen to me while living here. I've been here at 4 a.m. by myself many times, never been spooked or sensed anything. So I think that's yeah. interesting that then the kids are seeing that. Yeah. So if you're sensitive, yeah. it seems like you'd be picking up on something in the house, especially yeah. after seeing what, you know, the guy was in the house dead for three months. Oh, my Lord. I mean... They're definitely, if you're sensitive and there's something in that house, like, that seems like a house that would have a haunting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know how you deal with that, you know. I don't either. That's what I'm trying to think. Like, what is an answer for an animal? In the, she's now in the cat room, is now the master's, so it sounds like it's not even contained to that room. Or... Or is the animal possessed by some other kind of, you know what I mean? Is it, is it even an animal? I mean, it could yeah. be some sort of demonic thing. Oh. And I don't know. I, yeah, that one I don't know about. I think but you're I right. See... I think it's really weird about the response from the four-year-old. Yeah, I think that's weird. I think that it's weird that she's sensitive and not picking up on anything mm-hmm. in that house. And then the kids are... And it could be something, you know, that they kind of both got spooked by. And, you know, I hate dismissing imaginations, you know, and just not believing what they're seeing. Because if they're both seeing this cat, I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know how you deal with that. Gosh, then you, you take that. the kids into a therapist. And then it's like, I don't know, they're seeing a cat with red eyes. Crawling on the walls and the ceiling. Yeah. I don't know how you deal with that one. That one's above my pay grade. Yeah, that one's one's really... So here's another story. It says it was 2008, 
I was 18 and fresh out of high school when my best friend offered me a job at a retirement home her aunt and uncle owned in a town not far from mine. I can't imagine more than 500 people occupying the town. This place was basically a regular house. The long ranch-styled home was a bit outdated with wood paneling and green carpets. There had been an extension added on the back of the house. It was a large extension off of the kitchen. The outer walls were all windows that looked out into a large deck and into the backyard. Large sliding doors sectioned off the area into two separate homes, which were used for temporary visitors and those who needed especially close monitoring. Eight women were living in the home when I started. This was basically capacity for us. It was a place for women to go who, who didn't need a nursing home but couldn't live on their own. Well, in most cases anyway. Some just simply couldn't afford nursing homes, and this was an alternative. I worked the graveyard shift. I monitored them through the night and assisted them to the bathroom when needed. I had a woman named Molly pass away in my arms while turning her a few months prior to this event. She was unresponsive and bedridden the entire time I had worked there, so I didn't get to know her or build a bond, but I was glad she finally escaped the confines of her body when she went. Lori, on the other hand, I was close with. She had told me about her life and the trouble she used to get into as a child, like how she would sneak into the dime dances and sneak cigarettes. She had a touch of, touch of dementia and would often ask to sit on the front porch to wait for her husband. He had died 20 years prior. It was always sad to bring her back inside, knowing she was confused why he hadn't come for her. One day before I came to work, she had suffered a stroke. Half of her face was limp and sagging. From that point on, she was lethargic and always seemed to be in pain, pitifully moaning ever so often. We all knew her time was ticking, but you would be surprised how hard some people cling. A few months later, she had another stroke, and this one put her in bed. She could still muster a few words here and there, but eating was rough for her. We decided to move her out of her room and into the extension so we could monitor her better. The first day we moved her into the new room, a bright red cardinal began flying into the window frantically. We all just stood in the kitchen watching it bang itself against the window over and over again, waiting for it to kill itself. Oh my God, that was horrific. Eventually, we just carried on while the bird continued its futile attempts. That night, I read Lori some Bible passages. I'm not religious, but these ladies were all deep, deeply Catholic, and it was all I could really do for her. She began to smile and talk to the corner of the room, asking things like, What are you doing here? And it's so good to see you. This began happening all the time, and I will admit it was spooky, but what was really strange was what happened over the next three weeks leading up to her death. The cardinal smashed into the window day and night every day without letting up. The whole staff was on edge because of the bird, not just because it was attacking Lori's windows, but the noise was so annoying. I was with Lori the night she passed, just like with Molly. I was turning her and she ex exhaled her final breath in my arms. I had heard this before and knew right away. I sat her down, checked her vitals, and called my boss so he could alert the family. I combed her hair and cleaned her up so she looked nice for her family. I was upset that she was gone, but knew she no longer was suffering. It wasn't until I set the comb down 
that I realized the cardinal had stopped banging into the window. It showed up the day she was put in that room and disappeared the day she left. That's from Sarah. Oh. It's kind of creepy, but, but I mean, the part about the cardinal is quite beautiful, you know, like because you associate birds with things and... But mm-hmm. it's like, that would be so disturbing that this bird just kept, keeps banging into the window. Oh, I would hate that so bad. It's like I've a, had birds bang into my window and it upsets me when they do it once, you know. But, and I we've heard before where people have been passing, you know, at that moment where, you know, they're at, at the end. And they see people and they say things like, oh, it's so good to see you. Where have you been? I've been waiting for you, you know. And they're talking to somebody that's not there, but they Mm -hmm. see them just so plainly. And so I, I, you know, I think that's all true. Oh, absolutely. Maybe, you know, we come back and, you know, at the end of our lives that, you know, and I, I kind of hope it's, I hope it's that way that I get to see people that I loved, and I'm happy to see them and be reuni- reunited with them, in some way. But what do you think the bird was all about? Like, I don't know. Like we've, a, we've heard of birds, a and messenger birds landing of death, and or hummingbirds and yeah. things, but that, but it's weird that it just kept banging. You know, I think we had a story a while back where a bird landed. Uh-huh. You know, and it just stayed there for quite a while until right. they passed and then was gone. But then it um, disappears the day she dies. It quits banging on yeah. The windows. Yeah. Do cardinals have this kind of death sense about them? Is You know, what is it about the cardinal and the hummingbird? You don't really hear those stories about robins or sparrows. Or blue jays yeah. or, you know, some other kind of bird. Mostly it's cardinals and hummingbirds that we hear. It's just so yeah. interesting. It really is. But I will say this about Sarah, the fact that I think these women were in a home that they were cared for very well mm-hmm. and loved, like I think it's very special. So hats off, that's a hard job that she's doing, but I have a lot of respect for for her and people who do that. I mean, because it is mm-hmm. very hard. That's right. Oh. I don't know. That's an interesting story to me. So if you have a real ghost story, we would like to hear it. You can call it in 855-853-4802 or write it in. Do that. Realghoststoriesonline.com. If you want to become a premium subscriber, you'll get advanced episodes, access to the archive and no commercials. You can sign up through Apple Podcasts or patreon.com slash realghoststories or at ghostpodcast.com. And for all of us here at Real Ghost Stories Online, thanks for listening. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot code SUPER24.